Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing, and as of yet, still sales novice. I don't know what it's going to take to get to the next step or what that next step even is. But with me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. Stoked to be here. Oh, it's usually amped. It's a new <laughs> also, day. Also, as usual, Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. I'm wired. Wired. Absolutely wired. Wired, I wired can... ready to go. I can see it. Your eyes are bulging. <laughs> and with us also, we have a very special guest, Rick Lovell, General Manager of Young Buick GMC in Layton, Utah. Rick. Excited to be here with so, all this power in the house. I think this is great. So is he close enough happy to his microphone? I've got it just cranked all the way up. But yeah, if you could just I'll talk louder. Oh, so there I'm you not go. usually hey, the quiet guy. But don't worry. I got that bleep button now, bro. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, Rick, we are so happy to have you today. I am very excited to have you and have the the expertise that you bring and the the experience that you bring as well. Would you tell us just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about that expertise and a little bit about that experience? Well, again, my name is Rick Lovell. I've been with Young Automotive Group 24 years right now. Woo! And through my career, I've had several stops in, in several different stores, but at the heart of it all, I am truly just a salesman. I really enjoy selling cars and meeting new people, and that's kind of what I'm all about. So excited to be here today to talk to you guys a little bit about a little more of the sales process. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you. And Oliver, do you think we can get to, we can get right to this topic? Oh, man. Yes, you bet you we yes, can. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> sir, yes, sir. And Rick, I think this is one of the things that you do really well. I, I'm really excited that you're on this podcast because of the topic that I'm going to be starting with. And it's a topic that I learned in, at Westminster. <clears throat> so I was doing my MBA there and they have a class on negotiations. <laughs> and I think every everybody has to go through it. And it was one of my favorite classes because the teacher, he was a negotiator for that that's all he did so people would pay him like to go in and negotiate contracts between labor unions and management right so a business negotiator <laughs> not a hostage negotiator yeah he was okay. a business negotiator right. yeah and his stories were wild just absolutely wild and he made us read a book called getting to yes and <clears throat> his first premise was we don't think we like to negotiate and then the world is a negotiation <laughs> because if you've ever dealt with children, you negotiate all day long, everything. all the time. Everything's Every a negotiation. And really everything that we do, we negotiate, right? When we set prices, hey, there might not be negotiate on that price, but then all of a sudden something different comes up and all of a sudden there's a sale. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, the product was negotiable. Right. Or the price was negotiable. And people negotiate through situations and getting to yes is the art of negotiation. And it's a really good book. I'd really suggest it to anybody that, that wants to learn how to become a better negotiator. But in sales, oftentimes we, we forget to negotiate. That's what we are. We are negotiators. And we think, hey, we need to be product ex experts, and we should, and we absolutely need to be. But we also need to negotiate with the customer. And the most important part is that we get to what? A yes. A yes. Win-win. So the hard part about it, though, is if you're getting to yes, 
you're going to have to walk through what? Some challenges, some (laughs) objections. You're going to have to walk through challenges. You're going to have to walk through no's. You're going to have to walk through a lot of different stuff because it you don't start it with a yes. Because no. if you were starting with a yes, you wouldn't have to do what? Negotiate. No, no negotiation. There yeah. is no negotiation, right? And so to actually to become a professional no- negotiator and to, to be somebody who can handle negotiation, you have to understand that your job is to have a journey through no's. Yeah. But why, why do people struggle with that? What do you think, Brad? Well, no, you, you train a lot of yeah, professional yeah. negotiators. What? Yeah. So no is so difficult to come back from unless you have a skill set or a process that moves you past it. And oftentimes because a lot of our sales staff, service staff, part staff are newer people, they haven't been through a lot of no's. Heck, for the last couple of years, they haven't heard the word no that often. And so trying to learn how to get to a yes when it's happening without you even doing anything becomes difficult. But in training, ultimately, the goal is to get the customer not to just say yes once, but to say yes at least 45 times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one, of the tr- one of the troubles with no is do you see salespeople shut down because of it? Nobody likes the negativity. I mean, no is a negative word. And so it definitely stops us in our tracks. But if you can do a mind shift and figure out how to turn that no into the next step, then you're often in running towards a a successful negotiation. Yeah. And getting to yes is about seeing those no's as reasons to pivot and move. Because oftentimes we, when we hear no, in our head, what do we do when we shut down? Yeah, we, we panic. We panic and we're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess there is no way to go. Well, we take that no and we feel like it's now a loss. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is the reason why children are so willing to negotiate everything is they have nothing to lose. As a sales mm-hmm. professional, don't. you're afraid of the no because you're afraid you're going to lose that customer. Yep. Well, and, well and, and children don't have a history of getting beaten down over and over and over and over again yet. So they don't they don't have that that baggage that they're carrying with yeah. them. Now what's interesting though, Tim, and I'd push back on that, the more we got a negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> the more I would say the more you go through no's on a regular yeah. basis, the actual more comfortable you feel with it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes we go, well, we have so many baggage because we're beat up every day and we get and it's like Actually, usually what happens is somebody doesn't deal with a customer for a long time and they get afraid of, this is the only customer I'm ever going to talk to ever. And so if they tell me, no, I'm going to die. And so it's actually, you got to get more no's to be able to find more yeses. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like when you deal, it's exposure therapy. You got to immerse yourself in the tub of snakes to get (laughs) over your fear of snakes. Hard no. I don't like snakes, but Wait, me either. That's just a signpost to help me get okay. you closer. I'm, okay. I'm engaged. <laughs> but, right, it's exposure therapy. The more no's you can deal with, the more you realize the, the customer isn't saying, no, I'm never going to do business with you. They're just saying, hey, whoa, wait, I don't fully understand anything or everything. Hey, is there different directions we go? 
are there different interests that that might be outlined? So, and so you got to explore their no uh-huh. to understand exactly what they're doing, so you can help move it forward to get to a yes. Okay, I like that. So, if I'm newer to sales, it would be important for me to understand that a no is a not yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and I would say exploring the no is the most important part to getting used to no's. So you hear the no, you go, oh, okay, let, I totally understand what you're saying. You're saying no right now. What does that mean? And then sure. you start exploring that no. And obviously that could go into crick, but even if you don't jump into crick, just understanding why you're getting no's will help you understand how to get to yeses. Okay. The other big key of it is, is saying to focus on interests. And what does that mean to you, Rit Lovell? When you hear no's and you're trying to get to a yes, when you're focusing on interests. Well, for me, I think it's finding that common ground and and really knowing your customer enough to make a connection so you can provide the proper product or service for them. And I think that's something that we miss a lot of times is you get less no's or you may not get less no's, but they're easier to overcome when you actually have the customer's interests in mind. Yeah. Not your own, but the customer's. Yeah. So no's point to problems. Agreed. Right? No's point to the problems. Hey, no, I don't want that payment. No, I don't want that interest rate. And so what do you focus on? The problem. If you focus on their interests, hey, now you said that this vehicle is going to be perfect to get you and your family up into the mountains. Yes. And you start focusing on their interests, what, why they want to do it, it helps you get through the problems. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you're negotiating, you've got to think, okay, hey, this person wants something that I have. Why do they want it? And focus on that and not why do they not want it? Mm-hmm. And so when you focus on their interests and what's going to draw them towards the product, oftentimes that's when you can find that win-win and you can get to a yes. Brad, and, and I, I don't know if you've had that in your career where, where you've seen that. Yeah. Focusing on the positives. Yeah, for sure. Because ultimately, like, like Rick touched on, once you know the customer, you find that common ground, you're able to have a little bit harder conversation. In a recent training, we discussed how when you're sitting down with a family member, you don't jump right into the into crick. Once they say, no, I can't afford that payment, it's not. Now, when you say payment, are you talking price, like mm-hmm. writing a check yep. or price that monthly payment? Instead, with a family member, you go, what do you mean you can't afford that monthly payment? I know you got money, Rick. I seen where you live. I know you can afford that. You can have that conversation with your friend because you have that mutual interest in each other that goes beyond the product, good, or service that you're trying to sell. And so finding that basis of of common ground allows you to have those tougher conversations where yes is the end result because as Rick said also, it's a win. You as the sales professional earn their business and they as the customer get the product, good or service that they want. Absolutely. And 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 really when you're when when you're doing that, you're moving the sale forward. And the last one is to invent options. What do I mean by that? And the book talks about make sure that you explore, you know, you, you so you explore their their no, understand why they're saying what they're saying, mm-hmm. make sure you understand in, what has them interested in your product or, or service, and then you need to invent options that fulfill both sides. Okay. Now, what would that look like, Level? 
What do you well, think? Well, I think, you know what you're kind of describing there is just a little grit. Don't give up. You There's always another way to go about a negotiation. And so just because you didn't get a yes or the proper acknowledgement through your first attempt, keep trying. There's some other angle you can throw at people in order to make it make sense for both sides. It's just a matter of keep pushing through, keep looking for that other option for these people until something does work for their situation. And and see, I know you're a real good salesperson because what you're saying is look for the option for them. You're trying to help them. You're not trying to like put them in something that they don't want. You're actually looking at their needs and saying, okay, what can I invent or what can I bring to the table that helps move this forward for them? And you're putting yourself in their shoes saying, okay, what can I do here? I didn't go to Westminster, but my college career was about 10 years long. And the one thing I learned, a gentleman by the name of Zig Ziglar said, nothing happens in in the world until somebody sells something and somebody buys something. Yep. That one struck home with me because when you talk about negotiations and finding an angle for the customer, it's not about your purchase. It's about finding something that works for the customer. It Nothing happens until they decide to buy. And so you got to kind of set your agenda aside. I know the ultimate goal is to sell a car, but at the end of the day, you have to please that customer first and foremost. Yep. And what's, so one thing I didn't tell you about this class is how it ended. The grade was solely based on your either a union or labor. And you were put in a room with four other individuals and you, it was four versus four, labor versus union, and you were graded on who won. And if you didn't win, you failed. Now, I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I believe that this was Benjamin Franklin that said this. (laughs) Definitely. That every successful negotiation ends with both parties feeling like they gave something up. (laughs) And both parties feeling like they won. Sure. That's so. So and that's the fine line. Do you want to leave feeling like you gave something up or do you want to feel like we both won? What was interesting about that class is, number one, it had time had to go by. Right. Within the first little bit, there were kids that wanted to choke out each other. Literally a fight broke out in the second class. (laughs) Like a kid threw something across the table and said, I can't deal with you and walked out of the room. Well, were because they on the same team or this was during negotiations? This is during negotiations wow. while they're sitting at the table trying to That's negotiate. That's a lose. That, yeah. Because what they were, when they saw a no, they would just get angry, mm-hmm. right? And whose interests were they thinking about? Their own. Their own. And as we walked through this class, what it came out was we both need to put each other we need to put each other in each other's shoes and see the needs and the wants of each other. And when we are able to do that's when we're able to get to yes. And that's through exploring each other's no's and what interests we have in common and then inventing solutions around those interests. And oftentimes when we look at like our penciling process or the ways that we do things, that's actually what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're exploring Every angle that we can attack, and I'm not saying attack, that sounds like a bad word because negotiate. we're not attacking every the angle that we can negotiate, every angle that we can invent the best possible purchase for that person. Yeah. 
And it's actually for the customer. Mm -hmm. When we're asking for down payment, what are we trying to do? Help them invest. Help the customer customer have a lower interest bill at the end of their car purchase when they make a payment, when they make their payments. Our processes help our salespeople negotiate and get to yes Mm -hmm. and walk through those no's slowly so that they can eventually get to a yes. Yeah. So if I, if I understand correctly, everything you're, you're kind of going over and, and thinking of what you started with of the payments too high for the inexperienced negotiator, they will zero in on the payment, payment. only mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, how much lower does the payment need to be so we can both get a yes. Whereas the inventing option says, okay, well, let's look at a couple of things. Maybe we can get you additional money for your trade-in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do some additional cash investment. Maybe we can go a slightly longer term. Maybe we could look at a lease option. Maybe we could look at maybe a lower trim level that doesn't have quite as many features that maybe you won't use on this one. Maybe we can look at this is only a short-term purchase and we'll see you back here in a year for what you really want. Or a co-buyer. Or There's right. hundreds of ways to move. Okay. But we hear higher payment and oftentimes we go, how much lower do I need to be? I'm done. (laughs) And we get killed. And we should be, oh, that's too high payment. Okay, great. Let's explore that. Where are you going? Where do we want to go? And what's interesting to me is when you say we get killed is even if we eventually have that lower monthly payment for the customer in that scenario, now they feel like they're having a bad experience, right? Because the salesperson was narrowed in and focused on one thing instead of looking at the whole picture for the customer. And see, the customer wants to negotiate because they want somebody to help them. Yeah. When we just say, here's the price, here's the payment, are we actually helping them? We're not. So it it sounds like it really boils down to we need to be three things. We need to be comfortable. We've got to be comfortable Mm -hmm. with a no. Yep. We have to be receptive. Right. We've we've got to we've we have to internalize those those interests and we've got to be receptive to those. And then we have to be creative. We we have to come up with creative solutions to the customers' problems that also serve their interests. Yep. Absolutely. One of the most creative closers I've ever seen is this man sitting here to That's my what right. I said. I'm excited to have Rick, Rick Lovell. Lovell. Yeah. He's inventing options. <laughs> I have seen him out there on the lot with a customer and I couldn't hear what he was saying, but the hand gestures alone. <laughs> And for those of you that know him very well, you can just imagine he had his hand higher than his head that he could reach and then all the way to the ground and they were picking (laughs) up rocks and throwing things and this, that, and the other. Before we knew it, we had two jet skis we took in on trade, a camper, (laughs) and he was giving the guy his Raptors tickets for a month. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the, the thing is, you just keep pushing and that's the thing we see right now in the place we're at and the way the world is you got to dig in and just find more options because mm-hmm. the traditional, you know, things we've been doing over the last few years have been easy. It's been pretty easy to sell cars. Now we have to get a little more creative. So my whole theory is just keep pushing until you can't push anymore or they leave with a smile and a new car. And have yep. fun. Have fun. Enjoy, Enjoy it. it. Yeah, you might as well. There's no reason. Negotiation shouldn't be uncomfortable in the fact that there's tension. It should never be that way. It should just be more and more options. If you don't yep. get the answer you want, try a different angle. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, do we have an action? Item I do. One? So what I want you to do is on a piece of paper, write down one to five. One is that no, I felt super comfortable. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. And five is I shut down and I couldn't even think after the no. 
And after the next nose you get with your different customers, I want you to just circle where you felt when you got that first no. Where were you? Because sometimes you got to just look and self-reflect and be like, how am I doing when I get faced with these no's? And how do I push it over to making it easier to move past these no's and get to a yes? Right. I love it. Well, as usual, I have been taking copious notes. We are talking about getting to a yes. Now, we don't think that we like to negotiate, but the world is a negotiation. Everything we do is a negotiation. We tend to forget that in preference of product expertise as salespeople, but we've got to remember that you don't start with a yes. You have to walk through some no's first. So why don't we do it? Well, typically we lack a defined process. No is a hard thing to come back from without that process. So what does that process look like? Well, you need to see no as a reason to pivot. The more no's you're exposed to, the more you get conditioned to how to respond. So how do you get to that yes? First, you have to understand why you're getting no's. This means that you have to ask questions. Second, you've got to focus on interests. A no's point to problems, which can be a sticking point for you as a negotiator, but focusing on interests will draw the customer to the product and help you to overcome those problems. This also builds common ground, which builds trust, and all of this moves the sale forward. Finally, you have to invent options that will serve the interest and address the problem. Remember, you are trying to help the customer and these options should be built for them. Nothing happens in the world. This is a quote from uh, Ben Franklin, a.k.a. Zig Ziglar. Nothing happens in the world. Did I get that right, Zig Ziglar? Uh, I make it up. So oh, Fantastic. <laughs> I, I think it sounds good. So what? Nothing happens in the world until someone sells something and someone buys something. So ultimately, you should both walk away feeling like you've made a win for one another. But just remember, you have to explore no's, you've got to find common interests, and you have to find solutions for one another to have a successful negotiation. Gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Rick, thank you so much for being here. We look Thanks forward for to the next me. couple of episodes with you on them. If you, have, if you are listening to this podcast and you've not left us a review, please go on iTunes, leave us some stars, and leave us some kind words if you so feel kind enough to do so. Those were some words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they came out of my mm -hmm. mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. If you know anybody who could benefit from this podcast, please get it in front of them. And uh, last, if you do have questions for us, if you've got ideas for future episodes, please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Good day to y'all. Rick, cut the check. <laughs> <laughs>